0: everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the top 10. I am John Roca,
1: and I am Matt Nost and we're here to bring you another sweet week of movie discussion uh, here on the top 10 show and uh, looking forward to it. But how you been?
0: I've been good. I've been good. I've been busy. I'm prepping to go to Las Vegas next week for CinemaCon, which I've never been to. So just kind of got invited at the last minute by a friend who had a slot open up and now I'm like trying to book a hotel. And Matt, I haven't been to Vegas in, I don't know, 15 years, but I, so I don't mm. know. The convention's at Caesar's Palace, so I've been kind of, I don't know, I can't pick what hotel to stay at. The Flamingo is available, but then I'm reading some bad reviews of the Flamingo. Um, and then I'm looking at other things, but they're further down the strip, which means that I have to pay for a taxi or an Uber every time to get over there. Okay. So I'm just kind of, oh, you got any advice? You ever stayed anywhere in Vegas? Like you got any, do you any yeah, good hotels?
1: I've stayed at uh, a few different places in uh,
0: Vegas. Okay. I've never stayed at Caesars, so I don't know what they're like. Caesars is 220 a night. I ain't got that rolling around.
1: Well, in that area is the Luxor. It's
0: okay. Okay.
1: Um, Let's see. I've stayed at the Aladdin. That was nice, but it was like right after they refurbished it, and that was 20 years ago, so I don't okay. know if that's really relevant to uh – let's see. I've stayed at uh, Circus Circus. That's a dump. <laughs> I've stayed at the Riviera. It's a step up from Circus Circus, still kind of a dump. Uh, this was when I was young and broke. Let's right. see. Uh, I stayed at um, oh, uh, Mandalay Bay. That was nice. Okay. Okay.
0: What about um, Flamingo? Have you ever stayed at the Flamingo?
1: I have not stayed at the Flamingo. Okay. Okay. I have not stayed there. And
0: They've got $93 a night.
1: Where is it on the strip I think that's guys right, location 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 there really to me is uh ultimately determined how good the room ends up
0: it's five to seven minutes away from Caesars walking so okay. that might make the most sense to me it's just that I've read some of the reviews like it took them an hour and a half to check in and um the virtual kiosks weren't working some people say they got into the rooms and there's like a terrible smell in the rooms other people say the Wi-Fi doesn't work so I never know how to take the reviews, you know? I'm I'm not always good at that kind of shit. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. A, yeah.
1: I think it's a crapshoot on some level unless you're going to the Bellagio or somewhere.
0: Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. And if you that. want
1: to pay for Bellagio. uh Yeah. I, uh, I've never stayed there. But anymore when I go to Vegas, I'm in and out in a day to two days.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm a little... I'm a little nervous cuz I don't I, I don't like to stay in Vegas for too long but this convention is running for 5 days or 4 days but I I, I want to get up there on Sunday so I can kind of acclimate myself then get and do stuff on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday then come back on Friday um but like I'm not going to go be going out and shit and going to the clubs or I mean there might be some parties that we go to but I don't want to go Out and to the strip and all that nonsense because I'm there. You know, I I have a couple of people I know that are going to be there, but I'm not looking to try to do an all nighter or some crazy shit. Like I just want to cover shit, enjoy it, and get the fuck back home. You know, so uh, we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't like Vegas anymore. (laughs) It's it's fine. I I don't dislike gambling, but it's not one of those things that really revs my engines. I don't really care. Right. Um so when we go I'm happy to gamble but at the same time she's like hey if we don't that's fine. Yeah. And I, I don't drink anymore so that's the other half of uh, Vegas that's is out thing. of the equation. Yeah. So now <laughs> it's like it only it only looms so large in my imagination whereas right. uh I got a buddy that goes I mean once if he could help it he'd be there once a month. Wow. Yeah, I know he gets uh what? free rooms at some Caesars or MGM wow. or somewhere, just because he goes there and gambles, so they're just like, please keep coming back and gambling. Right, right, that makes sense. Yeah, so he gets a free room and it's a nice room. And, yeah. yeah, Uh I I've, I've taken advantage of that. He's gotten us comp rooms at places before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, okay. I'm not complaining.
0: Oh yeah,
1: uh, but his parents love to gamble and he kind of caught the bug from them and he goes. But he's he's not losing his shirt. He's got a great job. He makes. Really good money, so it's just like, yeah, I go and I spend uh whatever, and then yeah. I enjoy myself for two days and I come home. Like, all right. well, you know, so long as you're not hurting yourself, I don't give a shit. Exactly,
0: exactly, you're living your life.
1: Yeah, you don't have kids, so you have the expendable income and,
0: uh, yeah,
1: you know, enjoy yourself, have fun. I mean, he tries to talk me into going, hey, you want to come with me? No, not really. <laughs> I'm good. I mean, if I could go for a day, which right. I've done before, I drive in hang out and then drive home. Right. Right. Uh, I have done that uh, numerous times, but usually it's for summer league. So,
0: Oh yeah. 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 Right on.
1: Um, but yeah. So are you going to stay for the, you're, you're staying for five
0: days, six days? Yeah, I guess Sunday to Friday. Right. Yeah. I'd leave or Friday f- morning, five days, I guess five, not five full days, but certainly close enough. Yeah. Cause I probably leave here about one o'clock cause it's about a four hour drive from here from san diego which i was really surprised to find out about four and a half hours or four fifteen. Snyder's going to be there which kind of really unsettles me i love jeff but we may i mean i don't want to be tempted by jeff to go drinking out till three in the morning i know how jeff can get late at night <laughs> i don't want to get involved in it so i have to be careful about that but he wanted to carpool and i'm like okay come on down he's like what no come get me like, what the fuck are you talking about why would i drive two hours to come get you, then drive another five and a half hours to Vegas. That makes no sense when I can drive four hours from here. And if I'm driving, you should just come down here since I'll be driving. But you know, he didn't want to do
1: that. so. Like well, it's only, I would imagine more closer than you.
0: Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm four hours and 30 because it's, it's around and to the, uh, to the East it's Northeast. Whereas from LA, it's north, it's, it's farther away. Like I can go
1: dead east and then cut up once you get past like Palm Springs and that jazz.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but I think it only takes a little over four hours to get there from here. You sure? I mean, I guess it depends on where in LA you're starting from, but where I live, I'm pretty sure it takes me like four hours, something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can look it up right now. Uh, but five and a half. I, I it's never taken me that long, but I'm, if you lived on the west side, yeah, I could yeah. see that. If there's traffic that sets in, if you leave at a terrible time,
0: I saw you. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, Let's see here, Rick. Las Vegas. Let's take a look. L.A. to Las Vegas, Nevada. So yeah, from five the... hours. About five hours. Right man. now,
1: from right. my house, right now, it takes four and a half, according to Google. Yeah.
0: yeah. So either way, it doesn't make sense for me to drive down to get Jeff. Or can't drive up rather. It doesn't make any sense. Well it's it's for me right
1: now. Two hundred and seventy-two miles from yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From my house. Yeah. This is fun for anybody listening. Well,
0: what is the exact <laughs> mileage <laughs>
1: for you? Now I have a rough approximation. I don't need to know where specifically you live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but I got a rough approximation. So if we did that hmm. from You're roughly about there.
0: <laughs> you putting it down?
1: It's, th- it's three hundred and sixteen miles for you, so it's forty miles, forty-four miles technically less from my house
0: than it I'm is sorry. from yours. I'm going faster though. I think I'm going faster.
1: <laughs> okay, well <laughs> that's fine. Uh but yeah, <laughs> three hundred and sixteen is what in two seventy-two from me. But where Jeff it. lives is the west side. Yeah, so you, so. yeah. You're going to drive to the west side. And they, that doesn't make sense. You guys should meet somewhere out near Palm Springs,
0: but then you would have to, one of us would have to leave our cars. There's no yeah. way I'm leaving my car.
1: That's fine. You just meet in San Bernardino
0: <laughs> and like fucking Pesci, park your car somewhere like Pesci and De Niro and Casino. Perfect.
1: Eh. <laughs> I mean, if you want to save on let they cut some of the mileage off, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah for either of you to
0: pick up the other. Exactly, right? So if I leave... No. Let's, see, let's see. If I leave at 1 o'clock on Sunday, it's a 4-hour uh, and 11 drive. 4 hours and 11 minutes. Well, it's not bad. How... Well,
1: where are you getting these calculations? On Waze? Huh. Yeah. 4 hours and 11 minutes from... Mo- I have a rough
0: idea where you're at. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's three hundred and some odd miles, correct? Is that what Waze is saying? Uh Let me see to Flamingo. It's saying three hundred and seven miles. Yes, three hundred and seven miles from where I live to Flamingo. Watch, someone's like now doing it on their on their computer, like figuring out, going, okay, wait, wait. Oh, uh,
1: that, yeah, but that I only know. gives you a circle radius of, you know, in no way does that give you any ideas to. Where it actually is.
0: Yeah, like if I wanted to get there by five fifteen, I would leave by one o'clock. What? Well, Too bad. Oh, sorry. Yeah, five fifteen. Yeah, five fifteen. So there you go. All um, right. Well, I tell you, man. Yeah.
1: Good luck to you. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. impressed because that. That means you're clocking minimum 75 miles an hour in your car. I guess. I don't know. To do 307 miles, we'll just yeah. call it 300 for the sake sure, of argument. Sure, sure. That's 75 miles an hour. Yeah. So to do it in four hours. It's telling
0: you know, me I-15 it. to 215 to 60 west to the 15 and stay on the 15 on the to Flamingo. So, Yeah. We'll find out on Sunday if I end up booking the the um, room at the Flamingo, which I think in the end I'm going to default and have to do just to not deal with the madness of it all.
1: Well, have is
0: Snyder booked his yet? Yeah, he's getting because he works for those two. Oh, he's with, yeah, they're comp. They're like splitting the cost of his hotel room. He's staying at Caesars. Okay. So yeah, but Caesars right now is two twenty, and
1: that's they just say hard. you can get a B and B. And have to like drive into the strip or something, but you probably end up saving money and get a much nicer
0: accommodation on the B and B. Yeah. Would you save money though, paying for parking? And it just
1: depends on what the parking situation is like. I don't have the yeah. slightest clue. I've never had to deal with driving in to have to park. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows, but
0: right. Yeah. yeah. You probably get some nice. Yeah. Cause like Henderson and all those places around there, it can be some nice cities that might have some Airbnbs. I hadn't thought about the Airbnbs. That's a good suggestion. Maybe I'll play around with that. Maybe.
1: Well, for a five minute walk
0: for $99,
1: so long as it isn't an utter shithole. Yeah. That's not bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, the pictures look nice, but what does that mean? Uh, anyway, well, just got to <laughs> ask
1: for a non-smoking room and
0: <laughs> we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. it's, uh, you know, weird smells, it's Vegas. Yeah. What do you think happened in that hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> It's Vegas. People go there specifically to do the most debaucherous things that they can get away with, legal and illegal.
0: That's true. Vegas. So, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. yeah.
1: I wouldn't take a blacklight with you if I were Oof. you.
0: No, I, I no. I just want to be able to sleep. That's all.
1: Are you taking your own sheets or anything? <laughs> I didn't think about that. The older I get, like somewhere Did like Vegas, watch? I'm like, oh, they do. Do you think they wash that comforter? They do not now.
0: Some people said that like they didn't clean their place for like five days. Like, I, is that is that the thing now with the? I have no idea what we yeah, do. I'll have to call. I'm gonna call. call them. Maybe I can call Caesars and kind of talk them down. And maybe, I
1: mean, that's the the hope with the higher end hotels that they're a little bit more stringent on the cleaning policy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Because uh,
1: you got to cut corners somewhere if you're offering discounted rates.
0: Yeah. True, true. But, um, anyway. So
1: who's got their residency at Caesars? I mean, who are you going to see? I think Sting was there for a while. Does Celine still have her residency?
0: Oh, I don't know who's got the residency at Caesars. I mean, I saw Wayne Newton's at the Flamingo, and I was like, you know what? Just for just for the kick oh. factor alone, the kitsch factor, rather, alone, to see I, Wayne Newton. <laughs> I agree with you because it's a Vegas uh, legend. Yeah.
1: How sad is that going to be, though? I know, right? And that's, and that's not me denigrating the man. It's just, no, no. he's got to be old. Like I saw Rickles right before he passed away. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. He sat in a chair and he just, you know, he, he, that was all the energy he had and he looked tired. Yeah. It was still great to see him, but at the same time, like this is a shell of his former self. And it was, if you go on YouTube and see any clips of his act, it was the exact same thing that he's been doing for 40 something, 50 years. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The, racist let me (laughs) say this about japanese people because he was in world war ii right right and et cetera et cetera et cetera uh but it wasn't i mean yeah he's a vegas institution
0: yeah oh yeah well adele was supposed to be there and she canceled her show her residency like the day before Mm. so that was huge but I mean there's a lot. I mean the Chris Chris Angel shit is there. There's some Harry Potter show that's there. John Legend is there in residence, which I didn't know John Legend even had a fucking show. Um I want to try songs for a show. <laughs> well, that's fair. I want to see the Beatles one. The Beatles uh Love or mm-hmm. whatever. I want to see that one. So if I can see that one I might depending on the requirements or the you know what's going on. Um, Penn and Teller are still there, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're at the Rio. Yeah. They're the, like the longest residenced at one casino now in Vegas history.
0: I saw this weird one, which is an evening with Whitney Houston, a hologram concert at Harrah's in Las Vegas. What the fuck is that? Like a hologram? I, is is her just standing there in a hologram? Yeah.
1: That- I guess. Maybe. And they're just playing the audio from some live performance or something. I don't know. That seems odd to me. That's a weird one.
0: Sting. Yeah. Where's Sting? What's the deal with Sting? Is Sting up in there? I've Sting? read something.
1: that He's got a residency at Caesars at some point. Hmm. But maybe that's like just on their
0: calendar in the future. The Doobie Brothers. Come on now. Oh, here we sure. go. Sting. Yes. at uh, uh, Where's it? Buy tickets here. Let's see. Sting. Do you think Sting is on there? Oh, it's, he's in June. He's coming in June. Okay. Is okay. it at Caesars? Yes, it is at Caesars. Yes. The Coliseum at Caesars in June. That's a shame. It's a goddamn shame. Same thing with, uh, Katy Perry. She's doing the, I would have totally gone to see Katy I'm not going to lie to you. I, love, I think the woman's hot as hell, but she's doing the, um, uh, American Idol, whatever it is right now. So, ah, yeah, yeah, but then
1: you got to pay the Vegas prices to go see a show. And that's,
0: <sighs> yeah, it's like 120.
1: It's the worst part. Yeah. A friend of mine used to run the Playboy comedy show at the oh, Rio, right? And. He was like, you know what? Our ticket sales were mediocre when we charged 30 to $40. And then we made the decision we're going to charge 100 to 150 and we sold out every show.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. It's just because it's Vegas, so people assume, oh, if it costs oh, more, this is one of the best shows in Vegas. That would be good. It's yeah. Be good. Right. So then the pay for comedians went up and all that stuff. And How funny. Yeah, he ran that show for a long time. But hey, they're being flabbergasted by that. It's like, really? 30 to 40 bucks. It's tough to sell the ticket. Quadruple the price. You <laughs> okay. sell out every night. Okay. People are
0: stupid. Donnie Osmond is here. Come on now. <laughs> Donnie Osmond. Oh my. Oh no, he's, he comes in May. So yeah, I'm missing all the shows and maybe that's why they're holding the, the convention before the, beach. probably there's, a lot, I mean,
1: it's, you're just, you know, yeah. Rubbing up against when tourist season
0: actually begins. Yeah. And it, they're going to be showing Top Gun, Uh which I'm so excited to see, the Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. So, Oh, the full movie? Yeah, the full movie on, uh, I think, Friday or Saturday night with Paramount doing their presentation. So that's another big reason why I'm going as well, to kind of be a uh, part of that.
1: You said you're getting there Sunday and leaving on Friday, which...
0: Oh, sorry. Thursday night. It would be Thursday night. Would be the Paramount uh situation. Yeah. So it goes Monday through Thursday, which is a really weird. It doesn't go the weekend at all. It's uh, Monday it's, through Thursday.
1: Vegas is money maker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they have Adult Con or something coming in right after you that actually. Oh yeah. Drives in more people with uh, degenerate habits <laughs>
0: into that? their fucking casinos. What's that crossover, like yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Um, craziness. Um, but well, anyway, what's, what's up with you? We're spent all this time talking about what's up with you. Uh,
1: well, I saw that clip of Mike Tyson punching a dude in the face on a plane. Did you see what? that this morning? No, what? He's Holy on mind. a flight and this dude is non, it, it appears he is nonstop. He's sitting behind him oh, and they're in first shit? class or business class. You can, you can find it on TMZ, oh, but a friend of mine tweeted oh, it out. No. And, uh, and Mike's just sitting there and the clip just keeps like cutting to another time the guy's saying something and another time, and then eventually it cuts to Mike is turned around and it's just walloping him. Why? You can't really mind? fully see it. And then it cuts to the aftermath and the guy is just sitting there now with like this big frown that looks very real, it doesn't look like he's putting it on for the camera, and he has abrasions on the right side of his face. Why is he punching him? I don't I don't know. I mean, why is he saying shit to him? No clue. I just saw the clip and I was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" Mike going fucking roadhouse on this dude.
0: Yeah, I, I can't yeah. even. It, okay, so oh, so Barstool Sports has it. Talking <laughs> Mike, got lit, man. Wow. He over here. Uh, I don't yeah. want to flip the audio because I'm going to get in trouble. But yeah, so the guy's just it's his friend
1: filming from across oh. the aisle, and the dude standing up like over the top of Mike from behind yeah. him, trying talking. to get the attention. Uh huh. Oh, and it looks. God. And they keep cutting it, so it looks like this probably went
0: on for a good chunk of the flight. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now I'm seeing the punching now. Yeah. Oh, my God. His buddy's, like, trying to block Mike from from killing him. And oh, then the,
1: Lord. Then the after the guy afterwards, assuming they were, like, the frowny, woo, yeah. that looks very real. In no way did I think he's actually making that frown for the camera. Yeah. That's him with a soggy diaper.
0: In no way should they... Uh, give this guy any money. In no way should any court in the land give this idiot any money. Well, yeah. we don't know what was said. <laughs> we don't. I don't, I don't care what was said. If the guy is violating his personal space constantly and stepping up and pointing fingers, you know, this idea that everyone just gets allowed, is allowed to fuck with you as long as they want is ridiculous. I agree. Don't give me this big, be the bigger man bullshit. People who say that never have to confront that shit. Never I agree. About that
1: shit. I agree. But that's if the funny. guy is just sitting there saying, what What if Mike started it and then Mike sat down? And the guy was like, okay, you fine? What? <laughs> and just is like, come on, man. Like, that's a bunch of, you know, nonsense and whatever. And then brings it back up later when he gets flustered. We don't know the full story. That's
0: fair. If
1: it looks like what it looks like, I agree with you. Yeah. But if it's a case of where... Yeah, yeah, The guy was actually just, you know, over the top positive. I love you. I'm a huge fan, whatever. And he got fed up. <laughs> fair, like, Mike, fair. come on. Come on. on. No. But if the dude is an asshole for two hours of a flight and finally Mike snapped, I don't think any of us would blame him.
0: No, I don't think so either. Um, I want the full video, man. I want the full because they cut between. The, yeah, the they cut between. Video. So we don't know the time length of it. Yeah. There is a video of seeing Mike over punching the dude multiple times over the chair. But, like, that isn't in context. So yeah, you don't know what happened before or after.
1: Exactly. So we need now the accounts of the other individuals involved. Yeah. Uh and until you know this comes out, I am not going to rush to Yeah, fair enough. lay blame at anyone's feet until I actually know the facts or the facts as they're presented to me.
0: And this is yeah. first class too, like from the way the seating Yeah,
1: start. or business class, one of the two. Oh business yeah, it's class, right, right Yeah, right. it's not steerage. Yeah. Um, he's so you- not down with the plebs. He's sitting <laughs> in a nicer seat, and uh so the other dude's got money
0: too. Yeah, I gotta hear what he's saying. I haven't watched the video, so I don't know. The guy's gesturing a, a lot, but I don't—I I haven't heard yet what he's saying. If he says anything negative or fucking with a the guy, then yeah, absolutely, no judge in the in the court in the land should give him any money for this, and he should take his lessons and his lumps. Ugh. Well, I mean, sure, but the guy's gonna
1: get some money. <sighs> fucking hell, it's ridiculous. He is. If nothing else, they will
0: settle. You should have countersome. Uh,
1: he would lose that. He's already going to pay a lot in lawyer's fees and a settlement if they, if he can manage to get the settlement. Yeah. Cause otherwise, I mean, he already has a previous track record that's not going to look good in court. So he, it behooves him to yeah. settle in this instance. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I saw that right before, like 20 minutes before we started recording. I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? I thought this shit was all behind you.
0: Yeah. Well, At least I had hoped. Everyone's got their breaking point, man. This ain't a Will. Smith, this doesn't feel like a Will Smith situation. So you know, I'm just saying. Ugh.
1: Yeah, then not even close to me.
0: Yeah. Don't fuck with Mike. That's basically the the general rule of life. You shouldn't do it basically. in general. Yeah. Ironically, Will rapped about that on DJ Jazzy Jeff. He did. <laughs> I was a
1: big fan of that song when it came out.
0: It was, wasn't it?
1: It was, it was a good song. I tried I guess, to, I called I into, uh, my brother and I were playing punch out and called into a radio station to have them play that song <laughs> as we're playing punch out. And they That's said, uh, awesome. no, we don't play that song. That's not, you know, part of our repertoire. And I'm like, ah, oh, and then just went nice. back to playing it. I couldn't yeah. beat Tyson. I could beat pretty much anybody else. Sandman was my, uh, or not nope. so, who's the, who was the guy uh, that was right before Tyson that Ooh. did that spin punch? And he was like supposed to be like the pretty guy, but he was super muscular. Yeah. Shit. Ooh. He was my specialty. So I could get okay. anybody get stuck there, I can do him. And then I'd hand off to do Tyson because I, I was never able to beat Tyson.
0: Okay. Let's see here. Mike Tyson punch out characters in order. Glass Joe. All right, so all the ones – so before Tyson, it was Super Macho Man.
1: Yep, Super Macho Man I could beat He
0: Yeah, the easily. Macho Spin Punch. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. He said time out I knew the timing. Like, I could do that one in my sleep. I never found him difficult.
0: Yeah. Oh, At really? Time, oh, that's interesting.
1: It was just – that was my specialty. So yeah. me and my friends would sit around or my brother and I and whatnot, and when we got to Super Macho Man, they'd hand me the controller, and I could beat him, and then I'd have to hand it off to somebody else because I couldn't beat Tyson.
0: I think the farthest I got was – uh Don flamenco, I could never beat Sandman Sandman was the sandman's top. tough, yeah,
1: Sandman was tough. he was uh, there was a another friend of mine, I think that was Michael's specialty
0: mm. and he would
1: get sandman <laughs> yeah i get I could get to a certain point on my own and then you start hitting on like this dude, the timing just yeah. I, it doesn't make sense to me, yeah, yeah, but super macho man, super simple. I never understood why that was hard for others, but I guess you could say the same for the guys that could take down sandman and.
0: Tyson. Yeah. 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 Most of the others (laughs) were pretty simple. I love this. It says you'll need five, 10, maybe 20 plus attempts in order to figure out how to beat Tyson.
1: Wow. You can't take a hit for the first like round and a half or something. Wow. If you take, I know in the first round, if you take
0: a single hit, you go down. Yeah. Um, fucking bald bull. You got to play, but you got to fight bald bull twice, which is, yeah.
1: I always liked bald bull. I thought he was fun. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh what King Hippo was fun.
0: Oh yeah, King Hippo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Those times that duel of the Butcher King Hippo.
1: Don oh. Flamenco I hated. Yeah. Well, just cuz I found him stupid and <laughs> that, that big sweeping hook I and know. this stupid Rose. <laughs> Such a bitch. <laughs> Don Flamenco. Oh, piston yeah. Honda, right? That's right. Piston Honda. Yeah, it was the first nice. big boss, so to you speak.
0: You do the whole little Oh, that's right. The wiggle uppercut.
1: And then yeah. there was the Indian dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, who could like disappear. We do that big circular around the ring.
0: The Great Tiger.
1: Great Tiger. Yeah. You had yeah. to look for the blinking jewel um, <laughs> on his hat, his turban, his I'm not sure what that thing is called.
0: That's awesome. And
1: then Soda Popinski. Soda, Soda Popinski. Popinski. Yeah, yeah. Sure. He was easy. I'm trying to think of. His- <sighs> oh. Anybody else? Sam Man was difficult though. Do this little, and then throw out the little right and left hooks. But he, yeah, do the spinning around the man. And it's like, God, this is fucking ridiculous.
0: Just knock him out. That's great. <laughs> um, Matt, we got to check in on your playoff predictions. Uh How well is it going? I feel like it's not going well in your NBA playoffs predictions. I think you had the Raptors beating the Sixers, and the Sixers are up 3-0 right now, 3-0. Uh,
1: yeah, but, I mean, injuries, you have to take into account injuries. Scotty Barnes goes down. Gary Trent was purported to be 100%. He's not. Fred Van Vliet is not fully – I mean, he's playing, but I still he doesn't look like Fred Van Vliet to me.
0: Look, I'm talking about your predictions here, man. If you want to start offering up excuses, I think I, I suppose well, – that's not talking.
1: excuses. That's for, It's like saying, okay – my hope was that the Bulls would one, win one, two. Well, now Middleton's out. Yeah. You guys might win this series. Let's not go too far. I'm just saying. So we That's have a chance now. Huge loss. We have a chance. But Booker's going to be out for a minimum of one to two weeks. He That's could be out it. longer. That's exactly. It. So you can yeah. prognosticate as much as you want. But now we have key injuries to numerous individuals, and it changes the complete complexion of those series. But, yeah, I thought the Raptors had a, a real chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, Embiid has had a great game last night. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm not participating in y'all's back and forth, by the way. Y'all can have fun on that on Twitter. I I can't. Well, that's fine. You know,
1: difference of opinion. I just, the people (laughs) that are like, it's clear cut. I don't think there's a clear cut answer this year for
0: MVP. I agree. There's not. Hey, listen, Rosillo and Simmons, I got lost in the fucking black hole of both their choices.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I choose Jokic, but it's not like it's definitively like he is the greatest yeah. of all. It's just, you know, if if we were to plug and play between the two top tier caliber, or the two two top vote getters in yeah. Embiid and Jokic, I think if you put Jokic on Philly, their win total goes up marginally. Yeah. If you put Embiid on Denver, their win total goes down marginally. Yeah. And that to me is the difference. And then you look at Jokic as every advanced stat. I mean doesn't matter what you want to look at it's like say there's a hundred jokic has 75 of them where he's number one yeah so i mean i test Embiid looks unstoppable i will Mm -hmm. give you that but at the same time you also have to respect his teammates more so it frees up the space and you're watching jokic against golden state i feel bad for him because the defense is like it's you versus five of us good luck <laughs> Whereas Embiid, it's just like you got to respect Maxi, you got to respect Harden, and once you respect the two of those, then it turns Tobias into a spot up player, and yeah. he's an overpaid spot up shooter, but he's a good one. Yeah, and it's just like they got more weapons. It's not a knock on Embiid. I'm just like it. You have to take that into account when you look at the calculus of the valuation of each individual,
0: Dude, and it makes it all the more impressive. You're gonna win this series. I hate to break it to you. Yeah.
1: Look, There's I'm not no gonna. One
0: left here. Oh, sorry. Oh. I'm not going to be
1: party to you jinxing my
0: own fucking team. <laughs> Just say there's nobody. Who's going to step up? I mean, you guys beat him with Middleton the other night. So if Middleton's out, who is going to give you the replacement points? Well, Drew Holiday, Wesley Matthews, consistently?
1: Middleton was there for most of the game, and then he went out late. And yeah. late is where... Cause they kept climbing back in and then we'd hold them off. And if they yeah. had Middleton, there's another guy that can make big buckets late. So I don't know if we escape with that win if Middleton is still in the game.
0: That's fair. But you got, I mean, DeRozan, Vucevic and Levine now all had good games. Alex Please. Caruso as well. Like there's a, there's a hunger there that with Middleton uh-huh. out, there's like, they smell blood in the water. These bulls exactly. This, cool. this could be a
1: Celtics bulls and then Rondo gets hurt when there's a team that's like, Look, yeah. they're coming together at the right time. Yeah. And one key injury and then boom, Celtics take that series. But up until that moment I thought we were gonna win it. We just we had them figured out. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah so I don't you know. Uh I will be intrigued. Uh Friday night is the next game. Right. And uh I will be watching that one and Okay. Uh, I can't wait. I'm uh, calling
0: right now. Miami will beat the Hawks. That's not an issue. Uh
1: huh.
0: I think Brooklyn will come back and tie the series in Brooklyn against the Celtics.
1: Ben Simmons is going to be back for game four, it looks like. That's huge. The defending wise.
0: Yeah, defense wise.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see though, but he's still not going to be a hundred percent a defender either because yeah. he's not a game speed. So even if he's 80%, that's still something.
0: Yeah. They, Cause they need it, you know? Yeah,
1: they do. Cause they've got to make all kinds of choices at points where it's just like, we're, we're playing offense with this unit, no defense. Yeah. Yeah. And other times they're like, okay, we're going to sub in a couple of defenders. Now you got Claxton in there and just like, yeah, but then now they're going to go to hack a Claxton. And yeah. The guy's just atrocious from the free throw line.
0: And I think, I think uh Durant's going to be super pissed about everyone making a big deal about the fact that he disappeared in game two in the second half and he's going to want to come out and kill. He them.
1: didn't disappear, man. They had a great defensive scheme for him.
0: <laughs> yeah. <there's laughs> That's the first body time body I've ever ball. seen
1: Durant shut down t- two games straight yeah. that I can recall where it's just there's like, they got an answer. Set.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's impressive to watch. It's like, oh, you want to get to the elbow? We have a second guy, a second help defender waiting at all times at the elbows yeah. for you. Good luck. And you also like that fade away from the baseline. We're going to shade over an extra defender over there. Yeah. Just ask you to pass it to Bruce Brown. Not, uh You
0: know, yeah. Ancestries. To... Yeah. Kyrie only had 10 points himself. So it's not like it was all about. No, it was Durant at the free throw line, up. kept them in the game. Yeah. So.
1: And then Brown and Drummond and yeah, but Kyrie didn't have a good game. Yeah. After exactly. he had, that's the, you know, Kyrie at this point, excellent game. And then the next game, I assume is just going to be average, but la, the second game was yeah. bad for him. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, they still got to win two more. It's entirely possible. This defense is just swarming.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when does, um, was it, uh, Way- is Williams coming back before the season series is over? There was rumors. No. Williams. Sorry, time, time lord. Oh, time lord. Sorry.
1: Uh, yeah. Hypothetically, the twenty seventh is one month. The (sighs) original prognosis was four to six weeks. Jesus Christ. Twenty seventh. Yeah. If they can win without him, that's
0: even that's cherry on the (laughs) fucking top, man. Just get him more rest. The worst would be if they come back and tie it, then Time Lord comes back, and that just kind of wipes everything out. Uh, and then they wipe out the Nets, is what I'm saying. Wow. All right. So I've got your Bulls beating Milwaukee now. I've got Philadelphia beating Toronto.
1: Yeah, that one's easy. Miami over the easy. Yeah, Gold State over Denver.
0: God damn, It's fucking like ESPN loves to play these loud fucking noises, man. I was just looking at the the matchups. Um, it doesn't
1: matter how many times you tell them you want to turn autoplay off. Yeah, I know, I know. It's always, always the default, and they're like, Oh, did you want that off? Yeah, I click it off every time I'm on your website. I don't want autoplay on. For the oh, love. Oh my God. bad. Yo, next time though, you want it on, right? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No.
0: Um. Well, Let's see here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, I feel like Minnesota M- beat the Raptors. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Minnesota Memphis. Uh, that's I feel like seven.
0: That's gonna go seven. I'm telling you right it now. It could.
1: It could. We'll see tonight's game three. Yeah. Because now we're back in Minnesota.
0: Ooh, but, that's a tough stadium to play in, man. Uh.
1: But Minnesota's only job was to win one of two in Memphis. They did it. They did it. Yeah. But uh, I still like Memphis.
0: I'm shocked by the Nuggets capitulating to the Warriors like they are. It's kind of shocking. <laughs> to this degree, yes.
1: But I'm yeah. not shocked with the outcome. Okay. I assumed Golden State was going to win this. Yeah. But they just don't have the firepower. It's like, okay, even if Steph doesn't have a good game, he's coming off the bench. You still got Poole. You still got Clay. You still yeah. got Wiggins. You yeah. still got Draymond. And I'm not saying Draymond, but it's like 10 points, 10 rebounds. Eight assists and be like, that dude was then in a ton of different action.
0: Right. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, they just have too many, ans- too many answers for questions that the, that the Nuggets can pose.
0: Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame Nuggets going yeah. out yet again. It's a shame. And Chester. then the
1: Suns will see Booker's out, but he's been out for other stretches during the season. Everybody else stepped up. So it just could be one of those things of, he had his mojo going the team was relying on him in game two and then when he goes out they were kind of scrambling to find their footing because they'd been relying on one thing for the duration of the game until they went down right? because uh, he was it was him and then Brandon Ingram was the second best player on the court and then it ended up Brandon Ingram closed the game yeah, and was the best player out there that night uh, I still sure. think Phoenix wins but I'd
0: say, I, if you're going to lose Booker for a series or for a few games in a series this is the team to lose it against I don't think the Pelicans have enough to beat Phoenix even without Booker
1: I- yeah I know I agree. Yeah, the depth of the Suns—they've proven it during the year that guys can go out and other dudes step up. Yeah, Chris will uh, roll
0: that team into the second round.
1: But if Chris Paul were to go down, with that's another conversation. Yeah, what? playoff injury. Yeah, as well as they played without him when he was out during the regular season, it becomes a much different
0: team. Yeah, what about Mavericks he has now one one? Oof, I have no idea, Rodgers man. Injury, man. I mean. And, I think
1: best-case scenario for him is he comes back game four or five, but more than likely it's six or seven. Yeah. But the Jazz look like they hate each other pretty openly. <laughs> so if they don't – like if this goes seven games and Doncic comes back and loses, like I can't even – they might fight on the court. Yeah. That's why normally you'd be like coming into this, oh, the Jazz are going to win this, but then you watch the team and you're like, man, they fucking hate each other. <laughs> Um, so I just don't, I, I would not be surprised if they lost the next three straight, like just, yeah, because you, yeah, right.
0: yeah, you got what,
1: Con- I mean, Conley had no points. No, nah, he had a terrible game in the last one. Jalen Brunson carved them up. Jalen Brunson, who's a good player, but yeah, just destroyed them. And you're like, dude, guys, this team is made around one player and that player is out yeah. and the other dudes are crushing
0: you. What are you doing? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. On paper, you would imagine without Donchich, the Jazz would have the advantage. But like you said, it's a team
1: designed entirely around one player and that player is out and they just destroyed you in game two. Yeah. Tonight's going to be interesting. Tonight is going to be interesting for sure. It's really going to set the tone because if the Mavericks manage to win this one, then it gives them a little bit of greater breather for, uh, you know, Luca to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, that calf strain is, you know, it's like Devin's uh, hamstring. You just gotta let it rest. That's right. That's right.
0: Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are <laughs> now that we've caught up with each other, forty minutes into the show. Um, you know, we we are talking about the top ten American remake. I'm sorry, yeah, American remakes of foreign films. Um, and you know, uh, we kind of figured out we might have the same movies, and so. We thought we'd have some fun conversation talking about the movies that did make our list. Um, but we'll also give you our lists as well. Yeah. Um, and, but have a conversation initially about some of the movies that did not make our list. So it may be that this, these movies we bring up might have made one of our lists. So that may table the conversation to later on in the show, but, uh, this is something that uh, Matt kind of suggests and I thought it was a fun idea. So Matt, what do you want to do with it?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's just when you look at the list, you can find a Wikipedia entry of all the American films remade, and they list it by country. Yep. And I went through every country's releases. Wow! And the actual list of potentials that are good movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I genuinely like—it's pretty shallow list. Yeah. And then when once I made mine, I looked at it and I was like, I'm pretty sure we're going to have seven, maybe eight in common. Yeah. Yeah, We're yep. not going to have much room, and I actually changed my ten to a different oh. answer just to make sure we had at least one movie different. Wow. Um, I think it's very much very similar. So, in light of that, okay, I suggested to you, hey, why don't we talk about the movies that didn't make our list? Because a bunch of these we rarely have ever talked about. Yeah, sure. And we can at the end say, well, here's what I had on my actual list. Right. Um, but yeah. A bunch of uh, the movies that are end up on the actual list are movies that make quite a few different lists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. so that's, that's the way we did it. So we're going to talk about movies that don't often make our list. Okay. So I'll throw out the first one. Okay. Uh, down and out in Beverly Hills.
0: Oh, nice choice. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I believe it's a French film. Yes. That they're rem- remaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Dreyfus, Bette Midler, Nick Nolte, and, uh, Dreyfus and Midler are like a new Beverly Hills couple that have money, but they're not from wealth type of thing, but they're both kind of struggling for their identity on some level at this point in their life. It's like a bit of a midlife crisis-ish. And mm-hmm. uh, they're they're unhappy in their marriage. And Nolte kind of – he's a homeless guy who stumbles into their life and kind of creates a spark and dysfunction and whatnot. Yeah. And – you know is it the greatest of movies? No, but it's still it's a unique idea. it's interesting,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and it's I think it's worthy of a watch if you like any of the actors involved yeah. and to see just the the interactions and how they change and pivot and grow over the course of the movie and then at the end, uh that nice little you know coda on the end yeah. with the scene I don't know if I should spoil it or not because I don't know how many people have seen down and out in Beverly Hills. But it's a nice – it gives you a nice little warm – oh, that's – okay. Like it's <laughs> – almost makes you feel like there could be a sequel. I'm glad they didn't do it. No, no. You're right. Yes. You know, the continuing adventures of – Um, but it just seems like a – you know, it's a, a fun movie. And it was one that once I wrote it down, I was like, God, I haven't thought about Down and Out in Beverly Hills in forever.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Well, when was the last time you saw it? It's been since the 80s no, since no. I saw it's it. No, no. It's been a
0: long time since I saw it. Yeah, Absolutely. But whenever Ben Midler comes up in my mind, in any kind of memory or whatever, or I see her tweeting about something, I always think of either Beaches, uh, uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, or – what's the other one that she did? God damn it. I can't remember the other one that she the did. The one with Danny DeVito? Oh, Ruthless People. Yes. Ruthless oh, and, People. Yeah. Those are the three that I usually think about when I think about Ben Midler in a movie. So, yeah. So it is something I have thought about every once in a while, but not – you know extensively like you said yeah
1: yeah I feel like uh I need to go back and see ruthless people figure out whether or not I actually like that movie <laughs> um yeah 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 do you what, what are your thoughts oh, uh, on it all these years later
0: on on down on Beverly Hills yeah well, I mean it was a surprising film for when it came out like um not what you'd expect from Mel Brooks for sure mm-hmm. and the and Nolte's an interesting because he's playing a homeless guy, such an interesting character for him to play as well. And I remember being an uneven comedy, but one that was trying to say something about the social constructs um, that exist in our world and still exist in our world. So yeah, I thought it was for what it was. It was deceptively deeper than people give it credit for, although it didn't 100 percent hit the mark. I thought what they were overall going for was there for you to catch it if you could, if you saw below the surface, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right in pointing out, like, it, it, it tries to have a discussion about certain things. Right, right. And one of which is like, money, money doesn't equal happiness. Right, right. They have all the money in the world and they are brutally unhappy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. It is an interesting one from Mel Brooks, especially when you look at, you know, his canon. Yeah. Tried to do a departure from the satirical, uh, you know. Yeah. On the last gas, uh, you know, after this, you have space balls and that's <laughs> a favorite of yours, but I think that thing's terrible.
0: Space balls.
1: Yes. Yeah. How the oh. mighty have fallen in my opinion.
0: <laughs> um, for me, I'll throw, uh, this is one that you might not, well, we've talked about it. So never mind, uh, but, but we haven't talked about three men and a baby. Have we ever talked about three men and a baby?
1: Uh, we haven't that made my list, but I'm happy to talk Ooh. about it now.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not, not it wasn't one that I. Um, and then I—it's one that I like, but didn't make the final ten. Um, and because of some recent entries that I kind of feel like, oh, I'll go back and watch those much more than I'll go back and see Three Men and a Baby. But what an interesting film! Another 1980s film with three guys who are kind of in weird spots in their careers, with Gutenberg and Ted mm-hmm. Danson and Tom Selleck, arguably two TV guys, kind of trying to see if they've got any kind of following here that can develop theatrically uh, with a guy who was kind of running out of gas a little bit by the time he got yeah. this uh, role. Cause I think this is 1989 and I think this is, um, I think it's 1987. Oh, is it 87? My bad. Uh, I believe so. And it's, yeah, you're right. 87, November 25th of 1987 directed by Nimoy of all people Leonard Nimoy. So, um, and a remake of a French film again, but a very sweet film. Um, it's just not one that I necessarily revere at the level that I would to put it on my list. Um, it's not groundbreaking, at least now in any way, but certainly back then, three men raising a child, you know, it was kind of a big deal. And
1: it'd still be of- weird today, three guys raising
0: one kid. <laughs> maybe I guess.
1: Maybe. i do not saying weird in a bad way. It's just it's yeah. anomalous. It doesn't it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And to further your point, the movie guy in that trio is Gutenberg. Right. I know, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, he was not first on the call sheet. I'd assume it's Selleck. Probably, yeah. But he is cock of the walk of like, guys, I make movies, not TV shows. <laughs> exactly. And Dancing is on arguably the number one television show in Cheers. Right, right. And, you know, the crazy thing, I saw this in the theater, but this was the number one box office movie of 1987. Wow. Wow. Three Men and a Baby, yeah. Nobody saw this coming, hence the castings. Yeah. And I'm not knocking them. It's just if they thought it was going to make money, they would have gotten stars.
0: Right. You're right. They. That's a good point. They. Yeah. This was a throwaway.
1: This was a nothing. This was a
0: film. Yeah. Yeah, low budget.
1: And hopefully we can make a return on our investment.
0: Yeah.
1: Not a crazy one. It ends up being the number one box office movie. And it spawned Three Men and a Little Lady, which isn't nearly as good.
0: No. Yeah, uh, it was made for $11 million, and it made $240 million worldwide.
1: Yeah, I hope everybody had points. I hope so, too. I hope they did. Um Massive, mass, massive. Okay. But it made, like, Gutenberg, he was a cartoonist, and yeah. I was just like, wow, what a cool life. I would love to be a cartoonist. Look at this dude. Look at this room. How awesome is his room? I was a kid. I was dumb. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's see. Danson was an actor, and Selleck was an architect, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what was it? It was a woman they all had a relationship with, ended up having a baby, but she didn't know who the father was?
0: Yeah, she didn't know who the father was. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if that specifically would fly today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might change that aspect of it, of one of the three gentlemen may or may not be the father and the other two are just his buddies and they're all helping raise her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's got a ton of heart. There's some good comedy into it. And it's a movie that crosses all generations. If you watch it. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, I, I still think it has a tremendous amount of charm.
0: It does. Especially those three. I mean, because whether they are, they're all essentially in their primes as actors. Now, in their careers, maybe not in their primes, but certainly as actors, you know, mm. in terms of age and seasoning and experience. And there's an easy chemistry between the three that's fun to watch, for sure. And the the things that happen as a result of having the baby or having to take care of the baby are um feel realistic when you're watching it and organic, which is great. You know? Um, uh what about you? What do you got next? All
1: right, so you had three men and a baby. Um yeah. Here's one for you. Pure Luck. Oh, the Martin Short, Danny oh, Glover. The-
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, I can't recommend it, <laughs> but I enjoy the livid shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for Martin Short. Yeah. Always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh He's the best thing in Only Murders in the Building, in my opinion.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Oh, it's not even close to me. It's like he is on another level in that show. Yeah, he's good in that show. It's, it's, he steals every scene effortlessly. Yeah. And uh anyway, pure luck. Pure luck is a – so this rich guy's daughter is prone to having bad luck, and she gets lost. So they figure out, well, what if we found somebody with even worse luck, and he'll <laughs> be able to bad luck his way into finding her? That's the premise of the movie, and it really works for me. I, th- when he gets stung by a bee, that still makes me laugh. <laughs> oh my God. Is, he starts ballooning up, and then Danny Glover's like, What is wrong with you? I think they're in a small little Cessna or a plane or something like that, and they're trying yeah. to island hop. Uh, he's just oblivious too, and then realizes and he gets to do a Martin Short freakout. <laughs> if you love Martin Short, you more than likely you've ever, already seen this. But yeah. if you like him in Only Murders, this is basically they just let him be him. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of the a thing in the eighties, which is like, Hey, Robin, just go full Robin. <laughs> and Robin Williams had a higher success rate than Martin Short. He
0: did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. but this was a Martin, just go be Martin.
0: Yeah.
1: Just yeah. do everything you want. And, uh, if you're a sucker for Martin Short, like I am, I, I still, it's got a soft spot in my heart and I like pure luck. And that was my, I'm going to change up my number 10 and put it in. And then ultimately, wow. like, Oh. I'm not going to. I wanted to talk about different movies that we've never yeah. talked about. Yeah, yeah. I so, pure luck is one from that.
0: <laughs> it's in this mix that I
1: secretly do enjoy.
0: <laughs> well, I had, um, uh, what, what is the, uh, what's the one I have here? Let me in. The remake of the, um. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't make your actual. No, because the remake, I don't 100% like Oh, that's right. The original, original is what you're. Yeah, the original I really, really love. The remake is fine. Chloe Grace Moretz does a nice job with it, you know, but it doesn't reach the levels of the original. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I dinged it the way I did on, on my, on my list, because I, I there's so much there in the original that I wish they could have captured a little bit more. And, and I feel the way about, you know, if I can, right. <laughs> um, the, uh, well, the man with the dragon tattoo, same thing. That remake. The Fincher remake, the I know girl with the it. dragon tattoo. Oh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Sorry, the girl with the dragon tattoo. I know Finch People love that Fincher. I don't like the remake as much, but it's I like a good both movie. But I don't think it's better than the original. I don't think the remake. I didn't put it on my list, so I put it on films. mine. Oh yeah, okay. Both are damn good. Just didn't one hundred percent get there for me.
1: Yeah, I like both. I know what you mean, but at the same time, okay. I can separate those two out as opposed to like Old Boy. Oh God. never had a chance and just nope. like no it's not just go watch the original
0: <laughs> yeah no
1: yeah it's no. a waste of time i i understand why you would choose to make a movie like that for an american audience because it's a great movie yeah. and it's one they should see and because it's subtitled and in what korean yes i don't know that they're going to see it so this might be able to expose them uh to the idea but uh as much as i love josh brolin and yeah. spike lee um no thank you just go watch the original
0: and yeah, you know, and you know, the, let me, is that's a good cast. Uh, you know, with Cody Smith McPhee, who was nominated for an Oscar recently, Elias Kataeus, Richard Jenkins, uh, and Matt Reeves is the director who I enjoyed the, the Batman. So, I mean, it's a mm. good movie. It's just not a hundred percent. Cause like, like, you know, I just can't separate it out in my, in my opinion. I have the old boy, as you just said, the old boy connection to it. It's like, it's just so, the original was just so good, you know, so, um, I throw this in there. Downhill. Um, Nobody went to see this movie. I saw this movie, the one with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. I remember it coming out. I never saw it. Yeah. I, I think people didn't give it enough of a shot. And it is a remake of a, of a, a Swedish film, but I think it's some of the best work Julia Louis-Dreyfus has done. Um And Will, is a little strange in the movie. And I think that's why people didn't want to like it, because like with Stranger Than Fiction, he's still someone you can cheer for. Uh and these other kind of semi-dramatic roles, he's someone you can cheer for. But in Downhill, he really is a kind of an um uh absentee, arrogant father, or a father doesn't understand uh and the fact that he sacrificed his family to save himself. There's some real uncomfortable stuff that's being mined here by him, and I think maybe people just didn't like. Him doing that or going into that place himself, but I think it's actually a damn good movie and it's written by, uh, I think co-written by Jim Rash, the guy who co-wrote The Descendants. Uh, it's transferred over him and Nat Faxon with Jesse Armstrong kind of transferring over, uh, the script from the original Swedish films. And I thought it really got there. I remember seeing it on, on the studio set. There was a sto- studio lot rather. There was a screening for it on the studio lot. And I just, I walked out of there going, man, this is actually really interesting but I wonder if it'll find an audience and in the end it didn't, you know, so it only made like $9 million. Yeah. I chalked it up to Julie Louis Dreyfus. Oh yeah. That what she was the reason people didn't go. Or yeah. No? It
1: just, she's not a draw in mm. movie box office. Like mm. the, the movie she did with Gandolfini, which was mm. his last film. Nobody saw it.
0: It's his That's last fucking film. Yeah. yeah. That was a good movie. But, too.
1: And it's just like, I don't know. Is it because Louis Dreyfus is in it?
0: <laughs> and
1: I don't know a massive fan of hers yeah yeah i am not saying that to denigrate
0: the woman no, no, no. you have to do the reality of it all yeah yeah it's just or, like or, uh, well, perhaps
1: it. people just see it and, and just don't think of her in movies or whatnot or don't go to watch i don't i don't know what it is
0: yeah
1: uh so yeah when that didn't do well because that came up that was in the wikipedia article and i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah that movie i remember when that came out i never saw it yeah um because i don't even remember when it came out i just remember seeing like offhand a trailer or something or a poster for it yeah but i don't you're the first person i've ever talked to that saw it
0: really well
1: wow. think so i mean i'm sure if i asked specifically right, 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 right. yeah like uh, next time i see snyder hey did you ever see this <laughs> yeah, it's great but uh, it's a, yeah it could be a work thing yeah that you had to see it for i'm saying uh, of their own volition
0: oh i, I see. right yeah no i had to see it to review it yeah
1: yeah I, I don't know a single person that saw it
0: yeah
1: at least the gandolfini had the this is his last role right so right. people did see it and it got a little bit of Oscar buzz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, downhill. Until doing the research for this, I had not given sure. it one thought since it came out.
0: And Miranda Otto is so funny in the movie too. In a, in a role you've never seen her play. If you know her from the Lord of the Rings movies, you see her in this movie. It's a completely different character. It's fantastic. So, um, just wanted to give, it's one we're probably never going to talk about again, but that's one I wanted to give a little bit of love to because I did, I did enjoy the movie and nobody would see this fucking thing.
1: Yeah, true. Um,
0: Um,
1: All right. What about the toy? Oh, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. (laughs) I think I think you genuinely need to be a fan of Richard Pryor to watch that. Oh, yeah. Because the movie's so so. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're a sucker for Richard Pryor, which I didn't when I saw it originally, I didn't know about his uh, stand up. I just knew him from Silver Streak and, you know, Stir Crazy and other movies. Right. Right. So I was happy to watch it. I was like, I I, I like Richard Pryor. Uh, let's add in the other Richard Pryor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jackie Gleason plays a dad. He's kind of an, a rich absentee father. Right. So he tries to give his son everything. And his son's a spoiled little shit. Yeah. And he eventually, in essence, buys Richard Pryor to be of a, a toy. Yeah. For his son. He buys another human being. And... The discussion of that that comes up within it and the power dynamic between Richard Pryor and the kid is yeah. really good, especially as the kid begins to grow. Yep. And Jackie Gleason's growth, his character's growth uh by the end and kind of stagnation at certain points yeah. within the movie. I think that one could easily be remade and turned into like a – an excellent comedy that might actually be nominated.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know it's an uncomfortable film. Sometimes people talk about it now and like, Oh my God, he turned a black man into a toy. How racist is this? But I think there was something they were trying to say about how, yeah, exactly. How uh, white people view black people, you know, and how, but what you see in the film is how the relationship between the young kid and Richard Pryor developed because the young kid didn't have a father. In essence, even though Jackie Gleason was his biological father, it was Richard Pryor who becomes his mentor, his friend, his father, mm-hmm. kind of guiding him through as the film goes along. After the first few uncomfortable scenes between them, Richard Pryor starts to take more of a, of a interest in kind of developing this relationship with him. So it's a deceptively smarter film than people think. And you're right. It, where Jackie, I think they were smart not to have him kind of co-opt Richard by showing his growth there were some still some areas by the end of the movie where you felt that he wasn't a 100% going to get there with the kid and I think yeah. that was good because it kept the space for Richard to still have or his character to still have that kind of um, um relationship with the kid yeah yeah but I, it,
1: I think the yeah the whole point was we're taking an adult black man and yeah. putting him into this role and it's a discussion of slavery yeah. And racism, and it's also a discussion of wealth, class, and how this, the top 1% view the rest of us. Yeah, right.
0: And that movie could easily be made today. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, as toys. Yeah, exactly. As people they can mess around with. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, we're, we're pawns to their yeah. king. Yeah. And we're co- collateral fodder for, you know, cannon fodder is what we are. <laughs> It's fine if we die because we are just a faceless drone. Yeah. And you know, they're the queen and must be protected at all times. Otherwise the <laughs> hive dies. I'd be like, well, maybe the hive needs to die then.
0: Yeah. Burn it to the ground. Yeah.
1: On some level, a lot of this system doesn't make a whole heap of sense. No, you're right, man. But, uh, that's a discussion for another day. Anyway, the toy, <laughs> if you've never seen it and you're a fan of Richard Pryor,
0: take the time. It's yeah. worth it. It's a good one. I agree with you. Um uh I you know, this is a weird one for me because I it didn't make my list, but I do have a special place for it, and I think because it was right at the time when I was kind of getting into independent movies, as I said, Matt, in the early nineties, I've said before on the show rather, and and uh I really liked the original La Femme, Nikita mm. from Lupe Besson with and Pary and uh and uh Chechikare over there from uh Bad Boys. Um and then they made an American remake called Point of No Return with Bridget Fonda and Gabriel Byrne. And I actually like that movie. I, I, I don't think it's a great remake, but I think it's a good American remake. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the last gasps of Bridget Fonda as an actress. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, she, she didn't get a lot of opportunities to leave yeah. films. Um, and in the end, she didn't quite, you know, come. I don't know what she's up to now, but like she was good in the movie. And there's a great scene where she can't, you know, because the basic premise for those who have never seen it is, is it's a young girl who is committing a lot of crimes. She's caught up on uh, drugs and hooked up with a bad guy. Um, And during a shootout, she survives even though they claim that she's dead and they recruit her into this program to train her into being an assassin. So they turn her from this like tomboyish, um, strung out young woman into someone who is good with a knife, good with a weapon, good with a gun, good with a rifle, uh who also can be a lady or can be anything. Yeah. Use your sex to... appeal as a weapon. Yeah, exactly. All of that. Um But what Bridget, what that, what both LaFen McKinnon and this film uh, uh pointed of no return confront is where does her freedom of choice, where does her free will come in to the situation as she starts to kind of reintegrate herself back in the, or reintegrate herself back into society and meets a, somebody that she actually really likes, who's nice and cares about her. What's the struggle she, ha- she has with her handler versus wanting to live her own life mm-hmm. and all that. So it's an interesting struggle. And certainly the original of Phantom Kid is fucking fantastic. This one did, I think, a, a serviceable job or a good job kind of exploring that a little bit where it could have really fallen apart and been cheesy. I thought they actually explored it. And there's a scene where she is assigned to kill this person and she can't do it. And her breakdown in the bathroom when she's realizing that she can't is just some fantastic acting. And so I really liked it. And Gabriel Byrne did a nice job stepping in for Chesky Cario and the conversations between her and Gabriel Byrne are fantastic to watch. So yeah. it's a film that I, that I do enjoy seeing every once in a while when I catch it on like TBS or TNT.
1: Yeah. yeah I wrote it down on, uh, my side list, because but as I'm typing it, I was like, I know that's not going to make my list. <laughs> so I'm glad it got discussed. I haven't seen it in forever, but this was the last gasp of Fonda. What? Yeah, kind of around the same time. She had a push before that with, what, single white female and then singles and...
0: Right, yeah, right around there, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Things leading up to and then this. And uh, part of, uh, part of me feels like what maybe killed some of this is... Didn't the USA show come out like six months after this movie?
0: I don't, I don't remember. Right, the one with um.
1: Oh, yeah, in my head it's just like yeah. so. Then it gets sullied with USA was was an okay network.
0: Yeah, yeah, right at the yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know if it exists. I don't think it does anymore. Um, what,
0: do you, what do you mean USA? Oh yeah, yeah. USA still a network. It's just is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah, they you know they had shows for a while. Here. I mean, what silk place?
1: stockings and what's the show?
0: Uh, Megan the uh, was on suits that's a USA show and she got oh is it really Hair the prince yeah yeah um yeah
1: but at this time like this was their flagship show yeah 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 uh yeah I didn't really watch anything on USA <laughs> well it was geared towards I feel like uh my mom wow yeah, yeah, silk yeah right. stockings and stuff I thought it was like it wasn't they weren't making entertainment for me so that's why I never really got into it yeah, yeah, and then they have sports occasionally. Yes, that's they do. A... They
0: they do the Premier League now uh, every once in a while. so yeah. the games from the Premier they had League. that in reruns, and that's what I tuned into USA for. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, it's interesting with Bridget Fonda. I was just looking at this thing. Like, um, yeah, she stopped acting in two thousand one, two thousand two, and apparently she suffered a pretty bad car accident that caused a fracture in her vertebra, and she became engaged to Danny Elfman. She's still married to Danny Elfman. Do you see the pictures of him from Coachella? Dude. Jesus. <laughs> and, and did you have
1: any idea Danny Elfman was no. jacked? No. None. The people shocked by his tattoos and be like, you do realize this dude used to be in rock music, right? Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> like,
1: he had another life before this, but I didn't expect him to be shredded. I was I was really impressed by that. He's Plus, in his
0: like the '60s, to, looking like wow. um, uh, Buffalo Bill survived, or looking like what's he look? What's the dude from Red Dragon? Uh, my, Ray Fine's character. He looks like that character. Oh, survived. that guy.
1: Ah,
0: uh, oh,
1: what's that character's name? Yeah, he. Did, I mean, obviously the, the dragon name. is what he's going to become, but right, right. Oh
0: shit! Oh, I know. I can't remember either. So crazy.
1: Look yeah, did not expect that, because I saw trend, tw- uh, trending on Twitter, and I was like, Danny El- people are surprised by Danny Elfman at Coachella, and then I clicked on it and saw it, and I was like, whoa. Whoa, guy. Yeah, this is yeah. good for you, especially yeah. at your age, the amount of hours it must take you in the gym every yeah.
0: week. Oh, yeah.
1: I can't yeah. get rid of this 10 pounds i put on in the past few months. I've been eating dessert every night, like I'm, a, like I'm fucking 20, literally
0: every night. Yeah. There's a lot of us that are just kind of giving up
1: <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It's happening. I can't, it well, was being formerly fat. Yeah. The fat cells don't go away. So now yeah. they're all doing, they're going, Oh shit. Is it party time again? And they just ballooned right up. No problem. And so I can't, yeah. ah, it's like a no dessert regime he, for a while. I'm going to miss it. He's 68 dude. She's almost 70. Look it up, people. It's impressive. It's mind blowing. Mind blowing. Plus I, I like the choice on in the inking of the tattoos. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a,
1: they have like one style overall. It's interesting. She's,
0: are they around together? Do they take pictures
1: together? Was she there? I wonder if she was there. I bet you she, she may have gone. Why not? Look, it's a fun little
0: thing. They look cute as a couple. You know, because it kind of, oh, yeah, she's, oh, yeah, she's, wow, she looks different. Wow. Uh, she had some work done. That's a shame. Damn, that's a shame. Now uh, I'm looking it up. I hate when people have work done. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, Wait, was that you? Was that one? Yeah, that was mine. So what is, uh, do you have one more? Do you want to talk about before we get to our lists?
1: Uh Sure, EdTV.
0: Oh, nice one. Yes,
1: is uh, I didn't know it was a Canadian film before. Yeah, and I also didn't know Canadians made films.
0: So, <laughs> I, on behalf of the top ten, I'd like to apologize for anything. I
1: mean, come on, outside of Strange Brew, Uh what else do you have Canadian film wise?
0: There's a lot. There's so much I can't really get into. We don't have enough time left.
1: Time oh, that nice, nice save. So, so many, so many that it's going to take up an entire show in and of itself. Do they so, shoot a lot up there? Yes. Yes. But I can't think of much in the way of Canadian cinema. I mean,
0: Delivery Man? <laughs> Black Christmas? Come on. From night. <laughs> oh, so low grade
1: horror films?
0: Uh, I mean, those are just the, that's the entry point. I love this idea. And the best Canadian film. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead, go
1: ahead. I know. I want to hear what comes up. What do you got? <laughs>
0: Alright, best Canadian top ten Canadian films of all time, Corner. Uh, Schindler's
1: to-do list.
0: Uh the Sweet Hereafter, the Adam McGoyan one from nineteen ninety seven. Remember that one? Sure. Jesus of Montreal. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, who doesn't remember that Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus of
1: Montreal. A title like that, none of us would ever forget. I've never heard of it, and it's their ninth best. Go ahead.
0: Um Let's see here. Uh The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz. I don't know who that is. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god! Can you continue. Eastern Promises, but that's set in 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 yeah, that's set, set in in, set, in Europe. Yeah, is that considered a Canadian film? I don't know.
1: What is it, a Canadian production company? A Canadian director? Like I, that one right. se- seems like a stretch. What about Goon? Come on, Goon. Goon. Okay, sure, hundred percent. You've got to. But think it. about that. That makes their top ten. I mean, Dude's great. <laughs> but should it make a top 10 list for any country's cinema? Probably not.
0: I think it's cause they all come down here, man.
1: I um, realize that. I mean, we, we have amazing Canadian actors. You do. Jim Carrey, Ryan Reynolds. Like a, there's a <laughs> long list. Michael J. Fox before him. Shatner. Come on. Shatner, sure. Like, uh, yeah. there are tons of um, excellent <laughs> Canadian actors working down here. Ponty Poole. That's another one. Starbuck. Uh, Strange Brew doesn't even make this list. Uh, no. I don't that's,
0: think Strange Brew is a Canadian film.
1: It's an SCTV film. That's Canadian I don't know. sketch comedy.
0: Was it made in the States? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Canadian comedy film. So, but how is it a remake though? Oh, I'm not
1: saying. I'm just saying, oh, in okay. general, Canadian, because yeah, Ed TV is based on a Canadian film, and I was like, I didn't know right. that. I couldn't think of another Canadian film. I had no idea it was based on a Canadian film. <laughs> no, That's why I, I was blown away by.
0: I don't think Strange Brew is considered a Canadian film. Even though it was shot in Toronto, Scarborough, Kitchener, and Hamilton, Ontario, and in British Columbia, it is produced by MGM. So they, I guess they don't consider it. Yeah, yeah I think they're wrong. <laughs>
1: It's from SCTV, from the two main actors. Are they not Canadian?
0: I think so. Dave Thomas and And Rick Rick Moranis. Moranis. Yeah. Both Uh, Canadian. Yes. Max Monsito, not Canadian.
1: Yeah, but we're focusing on the two main leads that.
0: (laughs) And I don't get that movie, but. Yeah, I know. Um. Interesting. Yeah. I I don't know how it's not considered a Canadian film. That's a fair point, Matt, I think. Absolutely. There was a sequel? What? Oh, it was planned in 99, but financing fell through. I was going to say. Thank God. About the time that Moranis may have retired. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm out. Um, yeah, uh, at TV is great. It's kind of the Truman sh- it's kind of a little bit of the lesser Truman show, but no less, but I don't- See, I Matt, think it's more rewatchable than the Truman show for me. I think you're actually right. I, I think the chemistry with, uh, Woody and- and- and, and, and McConaughey and, and, and McConaughey General, and Elfman, and, and
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel bad for Elfman, man. I, I think she had a real shot. I mean, if you watch Keep in the Faith with her and Stiller and, uh, uh Edward Norton, that's a good movie. She's sweet in that movie, um, and in this too. I thought she was good in this too in Ed TV.
1: Yeah, I think it was just a couple projects that didn't do well and derailed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Krippendorf's tribe. Oh God, yeah, the one with Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember in Gross Point Blank, but that was—I think that's her first mo- movie role. Yeah, okay. that's right,
0: that's right. Yeah. Uh, but
1: it's so tiny, like Crippendorf's. around Krippendorf's tribe. Yeah just like where it was a flop. Everybody didn't enjoy it where yeah. uh, it's incredible that this individual keeps escaping, even though we know that they're the ones that lighting the fires. Yeah. We find them with the gas in the matches. And yet we're like, it's fine. I'm pretty sure the gas is low in that tank. Be like, there's still gas in that fucking tank. <laughs> How is this not a problem to you? Yeah. yeah, it's fine. You ever seen him try and work a lighter? Eh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but a chimp could get that right every once in again. So, wow.
0: You know what she's in right now? I didn't know this. Fear the Walking Dead. Oh my god, really? She's been in 35 episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. She's still a current cast member. Wow. Uh, Who does she fucking play in Fear the Wow, that's shocking to me. Shocking to me. Well, that's the offshoot show <clears throat> set in Los Angeles, right. I believe. Right. With, uh, what's his face? Yeah. The, the, sorry, the black actor. I forget his name. One from Snatch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was hinted at in early seasons of The Walking Dead. And they, once they spun off, they gave him his own.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, that's a show that I can't believe is still going.
0: I can't believe the original's still going. But yeah. What are we at 12 years, 10 years? Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. So she was on, she's been on since 2018. So, wow. How many seasons is this motherfucking show? Seven seasons. Good God almighty. I didn't know that.
1: It's the same formula. Every few episodes, it's the exact same thing. It's like they have three episode cycles, the same crap. At least when I watched. That's why I got out after a couple of seasons. I'm like, this is so repetitive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It does become repetitive. You're not wrong there. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Barenthal.
1: Parenthal got out at the perfect time.
0: Oh, yeah, right? I'm
1: sure he was hurt that his character gets killed off in season one, but, man, he's the only one that that walked away unscathed.
0: Yeah, sometimes certain things happen for a reason to get you out of a situation. You you should thank God when they happen. Uh, It may may hurt you in the moment, but you should thank God when they happen.
1: Yeah, he moved on, and now it's – I'm looking forward to his new show. That looks really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We own the city or something like that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he's been in
1: several projects.
0: Yeah. That I think are excellent since then. Yeah, Jenna plays a kind and mysterious nurse in the show. Maggie Grace has done a couple seasons of the show. Jesus, or three seasons of the show. Wow. A lot of people Inter- interesting are these people who've been on for a bit. <clears throat> All right. Well, there you go.
1: But yeah, Ed TV is basically Truman Joe and they're following a the guy around, but it's more real as yeah. opposed to in constructing this entire environment. It's more so producer came to him and said, what if we just had a camera following around? And then as the show grows in fame, so does, you know, it alters his life and it changes the dynamics of the people yeah. it's like his mom and his mom's boyfriend and then wants him to go to that lounge singing. It's so bad. You, you feel for him in that moment. <laughs> But it's got, like, real moments, and then the bond that he has with Woody. Yeah. Like, is that where their friendship started? Because they've been now thick as thieves for uh,
0: over a couple decades. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. It's a great point, actually.
1: It must have been instantaneous because they have a great rapport between the two of them. Mike. Right. I can still visualize them doing that chicken dance. (laughs) And he starts doing it on TV, and Woody's at home, and he's like, you're not even doing it right. And he's just doing it by himself in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, Ed TV is quality. But you want to get to our real list before we yeah, get on. Yeah, let's
0: get to our Rufus for before we get on out of All here. Right. Uh let's do it. At ten, I've got the ring. Okay, that's my eight.
1: All right. At nine, I've got Insomnia, probably higher. That's my six. Yeah. Okay. And eight, I've got true
0: lies. That didn't make my list. Interesting. It's not a rewatchable movie for me. It okay. really isn't. It really isn't. So um my number ten is the Italian job. I
1: didn't make my list.
0: Okay, uh, nine is uh, one of the recent entries. I have two of them. Ambulance. I thought the Michael Bay ambulance film—that's a was, remake. That's a remake of a Dutch film. And so I had a really great time with that movie. So, and I'm going to—all I've heard it. are good things. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it over and over again. It is a fucking fantastic film.
1: Yeah, I don't so, trust Michael Bay at this point until enough people tell me it's good. How dare you? How
0: dare you? Hey, look, Thirteenth Hour or whatever it was called. 13, yeah, 13th hour was good. 13 days. Really good. No, you're right. 13th hour. Yeah, yeah. that was really good. I couldn't believe that was from Michael Bay. Come on. Pain and Gain was good. Come on. Let's Let's not go too far. (laughs) Number eight is The Ring. Okay. Yeah. What you said before. I love that uh, movie. All right. What's your seven? Uh, Seven
1: is Three Men and a Baby.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, the one we talked about earlier. Okay. And your six is uh, Coda. That's my four. I actually had Coda up in the top five. So I'm surprised by
1: that. Maybe with time, if I, when I see it again,
0: I just, these others I've seen more. Yeah, that's fair. So then my number seven is Some Like It Hot, which I did not know was a remake. Uh, I did not either and that's a punt. Okay. Okay. For me. Uh, It's my number three. uh, Okay. And my number six is Insomnia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You said that uh, before.
0: Yes. Yes. Um,
1: So my five doesn't make your list then, which is the girl with the dragon tattoo.
0: It does not. No, I, I just don't revere it the way other people do. Uh, I just think to me, it's the ending. The way that they copped out on the ending and didn't make her an active part of killing the dude like they do in the original. Just it insulted me on some exactly. level. So I was like, fuck it. I'm
1: not going to like it. Yeah, that. I, I mean, I saw this one first and then I saw oh. the original. Oh,
0: okay. so
1: it changes your perception of what should happen in
0: the end. Fair enough. Absolutely. Okay. So then my uh, five is uh, 12 monkeys.
1: All right. Not on my list. Not a fan. Uh
0: All right.
1: Which my for? four is uh The Departed.
0: Oh, yeah. That's my two. Okay. Um, my four is Coda. All right. So that's what the punch I for.
1: already told you my three is Some Like It Hot.
0: Yeah. My three is The Birdcage.
1: That's my two.
0: Okay. Um, my two is The Departed. And then our one is... Magnificent seven. Yes, the magnificent seven. Nice. Oh. Nice. So yeah, um, we had
1: one, two, three, four, five, six, six in common. I was assuming seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you assume true lies. You assumed wrong. I assume true lies.
0: Yeah, you assumed wrong. That's three
1: men ideas. and a baby. I figured not the yeah. ring. I figured not. Right. And, uh, actually a girl with the dragon tattoo. I thought maybe.
0: So it's could have been. Know, what can I tell you? Uh, <sighs> Just one of my least favorite films of the Schwarzenegger au revoir is True Lies. All
1: right, so we'll do um, Magnificent Seven. Yep. I would say the Birdcage. It's two three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and your two was the Departed.
0: Yes, my two is the Departed. Yes,
1: okay, so the Departed.
0: Now number three. people for not being in Frontal Affairs. I still like the movie.
1: Uh, I would say Some Like It Hot. I've got it at three, and you've got it at six, seventh, seventh. Seventh. Seventh.
0: yeah.
1: All right, Some Like It Hot. Okay. And then uh, Coda is four, six. So I'd say Coda next. All right, so we have uh, the bottom five to okay. do, six through ten. Okay. And we have... Insomnia, and that is it. Okay. Uh, So you want that at six, I guess? Sure. All right, so then it just becomes a question of who's got highest. Mine's my
0: number uh, five. Okay, so Magnificent Seven, Departed, Birdcage, Coda, Twelve Monkeys is my next one at five. Oh, boy.
1: Uh, Mine is uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I will flip a coin.
0: What? All right, if you say so.
1: Yeah, I don't get it with 12 monkeys.
0: What? I just thought. Uh, I rolled across the room. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> Discover the saga of the North Gods.
1: Uh, Gilliam would be pre pleased. Oh, 12 well. monkeys.
0: Yes. Nice. All right.
1: Uh, all right, your next highest. Mine is my six.
0: Um, uh, we put insomnia on the list already, so go ahead with your six. That was my six.
1: All right, three men and a baby. And now we have one spot left. I have my eight.
0: Uh, which is? True lies. Well, I guess it makes the list because my eight is the ring, but since I won the last one, I have to default to you. So,
1: all right. Oh, I apologize. I forgot you had the ring. Uh, we both have the ring.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So oh, I'll put that above Three Men and a Baby. I'll put it at nine. Okay. All right. That's one through
0: 10. Nice. All right. Here we go. The top 10 American remake of foreign films. Yeah. At number 10. Three Men and a Baby. At number nine. The Ring. At number eight.
1: The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo.
0: At number seven. 12 Monkeys. At number six. Insomnia. Insomnia. At number five. Coda. At number four. Some Like It Hot. At number three. The Departed. At number two. The Birdcage. And our number one American remake of a foreign film is? Is The Magnificent Seven. Ba-da-ba. Such a great, uh, great theme song, The Magnificent Seven. Um, and a great film. So great stuff. A lot of fun films to talk about and explore. I hope you all enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And a little bit of our basketball talk as well. Uh It's always fun to do that too.
1: Yeah. Mike um, uh, Tyson pummel each other. And Danny Elfman's Ripped Shreds is 68-year-old man. There's all kinds in today's show. Yeah. Tyson we hope you versus Elfman.
0: Book it. Tyson versus Elfman. I want to see it. To yeah.
1: See next it. week we've got an excellent Boss Hog topic. So yeah. So yeah. stay tuned for that. We'll have shout-outs on next week's shows. I thank you uh to everybody. And your Fiore a member tune in live next week for the show yeah by the time you're hearing it it will go out uh yeah. looks like John'll be in Vegas
0: yeah it's gonna be words. interesting interesting uh time to take and see what we can uh figure out on that day because the the night ones are when the big ones are so as long as i'm I'm good to go by then I should I shouldn't be an issue doing it from the hotel room in Vegas and I'm bringing my stuff so it'll be fun
1: and if you happen to see a mirror with some white lines on it in the background, just pay no attention. That's Snyder's, actually. That's the official stance of the show. You
0: know it'll be Snyder's. That's baby.
1: Snyder's. And then you see Snyder just bouncing off the walls. John, what are we going? What are we doing? What's going on? Just popping. he has
0: got called? a lot of pep in his step, baby. <laughs> Who do you think just called two minutes ago, That son of a bitch? uh Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. All right. Well, let's get on out of here. Thank you all so much for listening uh, to us. And if you're not supporting the show yet as a Patreon member, please support us here on the top 10. You see all the multiple tiers you can be a part of. Like I said, $5 and above, you get to be a part of, uh, uh, Topic Thunder. And as Matt said, you get to, uh, $10 and above, you get to, uh, listen live when we do every, every second and fourth Thursday of the month, we do them live for people to enjoy and get ahead of time, uh, from the people who get it on Tuesday. So there you go. Uh, Matt, what do we, what else do we have to, where, where can they find you?
1: Um you can uh hit up the show on Twitter. It's at Top Ten Show. All spelled out. It's on the screen right above my head. Otherwise on YouTube and Instagram, it is forward slash the top ten podcast with the number 10. So hit us up over there or otherwise uh you can check me out at Matt Nost. Um and if you want another uh, movie related show, I do one called Settle the Score. Love to have you over there. Otherwise NBA action. Uh, Drop and Dimes. You can search for either of those two shows anywhere you get podcasts, and that is it for me this week.
0: Nice. As for me, you can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Outlaw Nation on Twitch, and my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash John Roca Says, and the two other uh, podcasts I do, The Cinephiles and The Geek Buddies, that are out there for you to enjoy as well. All right, y'all be well. Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the Top Ten Show. Ooh.